0: Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us for another game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat Associates the official Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets It is indeed a game day edition. Hornets after two days off welcome the defending world champs to Spectrum Center tonight for the first of two straight head-to-head meetings with the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll preview the game for you, talk about the first set of fan votes that have been tabulated for the upcoming All-Star game, and talk about the return of P.J. Washington, what it meant for the result over Detroit, and what it might mean coming up tonight against the milwaukee bucks helping us on all these one of our favorites here on the hhc and someone you always look forward to seeing on every hornets broadcast either pre-game in-game post-game she's got it all covered for you ashley shamity courtside reporter for Bally sports southeast and the pre- and post-game show host ashley welcome back to the hornets Hivecast. thanks so much for joining us
1: Damn! Thank you. Take a breath after that intro. That was quite a long one, but thank you so much for having me. Always happy to talk about hornets with you.
0: I'm always taking notes from you. You always seem to get all get all those reads in, all the sponsors every time. So I'm trying to, you know, keep up with the pros here.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Well, let's start off talking about the all-star vote, because this is something that uh, I think we were all interested to see how it would, would go down, quite frankly, for the Hornets. Right now, all that we're seeing are fan votes. Eventually, the players will have their say, too. So fans, only a portion of the final tally. They don't get the final say. But I think it was interesting because we do see a couple of Hornets On the list, Miles Bridges is currently 8th amongst Eastern Conference frontcourt players, having received 122,554 votes by the time this was put into publication. That's directly behind Bam Adebayo, directly ahead of LaMarcus Aldridge and Nikola Vucevic. As for the backcourt, the guards, LaMelo Ball comes in 5th. 422,247 votes, pretty sizable margin behind number 4, Zach Levine, who's over 350,000 votes ahead of him, but ahead of such big-name stars as Derrick Rose, Kyrie Irving, Tyler Hero, Darius Garland, and Fred Van Vliet. So first off, Ashley, what do you think of the vote tallies and seeing two Hornets in the top 10 in their respective positions?
1: I love it. It's so exciting to open this up and, and see for the first round of these fan votes. Uh, a couple of Hornets on there. I mean, I don't want to sound you know overly confident, but not too surprised just because of the seasons that they've had and how much attention these guys are getting, but it's also just, it's exciting when you look at how young, obviously, Miles and Lamello are, and then the big names that they're surrounded by. I feel like they've got to feel that sense of confidence, and obviously, it's just a testament to the program and the organization and what they've been able to do. I mean, we've been preaching about Miles Bridges since day one, and he's been able to back it up with all his numbers, and just coming back from the health and safety protocol, he kind of picked up where he left off, and he just see how much he loves the game and how much he he loves this team and how everybody loves playing with him and then the same with LaMelo obviously we know everything he can bring to the table and we were kind of preaching about this before the season even started too I feel like and so to see their names on there is obviously very exciting for both of them for the whole team I'm sure everybody is just as excited for their teammates and then for the city as well just to have couple potential all-stars that's always fun so I love this I hope it continues and you know we get more votes from obviously the media and then from a couple of the the players and everything as well so hopefully it continues on but I think we're off to a good start
0: I would agree with you and I think Hornets head coach James Borrego
3: would agree with you as well well again it validates our our program our organization where we're headed I think We're in a great position right here and we got a lot of work to do and a a long ways to go. But I think it validates that we're headed in the right direction and that these guys have put the work in and that they're valued around the league. You know, it's one thing to be valued within the organization. The other layer is what does the basketball world believe about you or think about you? And there's there's validity to that in the in the votes. And it's not just the fan vote, it'll come out in the coaches vote, in the media vote. But I'm proud of those guys. They've worked extremely hard. It is a vote, but um, I think it speaks volumes to where those guys have come from, where they're going, and where we're going, going as an organization as well.
0: For those that don't know, the way that starters are determined, you have the combination of the fan vote, media, and player voting. It's 50% fan vote, so they're the, the biggest piece of the puzzle here. Um, and Then the media and players split the remaining 50%, so they'll have a say. Then finally the head coaches will vote on the reserves, I think the, the Hornets definitely have a chance here because even though there's only two backcourt members selected, uh, Lamelo Ball, with all of his popularity, I mean, you you can't put it past him perhaps getting up there if his uh, followers decide to make it a real campaign. Uh, we could see him surge up there, and also his basketball, his game is backing this up. Now, quite frankly, for Vant voting, Ashley, I don't know how much basketball really has to do with this because. For instance, Kyrie Irving is in the top 10 right now. He played, I think, one game by the time these numbers were put out. So in theory, he would played no games when most of the people, over 250,000, were voting for him. Similarly, Klay Thompson is in the top five for guards in the Western Conference. He's got 367,000 votes. So he is within 100,000 votes of LaMelo Ball and has played zero games so far this season. So it's truly the fans and what they want to see, but I think it's a great sign that the the fans want to see LaMelo ball. for Forgetting conference, forgetting position, LaMelo's among the top 20 vote-getters right now. That's extremely impressive for a young man who's really only in his second season.
1: Can you imagine if it was back to, I believe how it was like in 2015-2016 when it was just fan votes and then Adam Silver decided to change a little bit because of, I think it was some viral TikToker, I think at the time Vine, who had um, set a campaign and and just had so many votes for one particular person, but I can't even imagine what it's like. We're already seeing it, like you said, with guys who haven't even played in a single game, and they're getting these votes, so it is crazy to see, but you know, it also, you gotta look at the other side, it kind of bodes well, because LaMelo does have such a following himself, and so people really are gonna want to see him play it, but it's nice because he backs it up as well. Obviously, we know what he can do, and his numbers speak for himself. I mean, he had a near triple-double last game, 12 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds and it's just been what he's been able to do all year so I definitely think you know his popularity helps but when you look at, like you said, what he's done, especially compared to guys in his draft class and other guards in this league, for how young he is, and this is just his second year in the NBA, and for him to be able to do what he's done is, is truly incredible. So hopefully we'll see LaMelo and Miles in Cleveland for this All-Star game. It would be so exciting for both of them, and just such a good milestone in their career. So I'm, I'm really excited for them and hoping that it happens.
0: Last question for you on this topic, Ashley, since we're probably not going to talk to you here on the HHC again before the All-Star vote. How many Hornets do you think end up making the team, starter or otherwise?
1: that is such a good question because with the the buzz city burgers and the campaign that the hornets are doing for all-star you're pushing for terry for miles and for lamello but i think with the reserves the, the sky's the limit for those three guys so terry he's had a, definitely an up and down season the ankle injury and then health and safety protocol but what he's been able to do the last couple of games i think if he can keep it up and continue it he definitely has a shot as well but I would be really happy with seeing two of those three guys on there. In my opinion, would would you do you feel the same?
0: Yeah, I think two would be really nice. I, I think it's it's completely dependent on where the Hornets are in the standings. Once the coaches determine who the reserves are, if Charlotte's around nine or ten, one's probably going to be the number to
1: be represented even by one guy in the All Star game would be wonderful. But I agree with you; it just depends kind of where the Hornets are. If they go on a Terrier the next couple weeks, maybe we'll
0: see all three. Hey, if they end up in a top-four position, it's possible. Maybe not probable, but it's possible, uh, especially if Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges are able to nose their numbers up a little bit closer to 20 points per game. I think that might solidify the argument, but if they're in a top-four position, 20 points or not, I think two uh, would be in the cards, but if nothing else, I think LaMelo Ball is likely going to Cleveland for the All-Star game. Would be nice for Terry to get there too since it's his hometown, but we'll talk about that more later. We've got Ashley Shamedy with us here today on the HHC, and coming up next, we're going to talk about the return of P.J. Washington, what it has meant for the Hornets in that one game they had so far against Detroit, and what it might mean for this upcoming series against Milwaukee. Here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets.
2: Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop.
0: Sam Farber and Ashley Shamity of Bally Sports Southeast here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. It's a big, big couple of days here for Ashley because the defending champs are in town. The Milwaukee Bucks are certainly a lot of eyes on the Hornets, but she's going to have to have one eye on the college football national championship game. As a proud uh, Georgia fan, Bulldogs are in the game. I got to guess you're you're rolling against the tide in this one?
1: You guessed right there, Sam. Definitely so. We have a game that night, which... You know, I obviously love Hornets basketball. I'm very happy to do the game. But, you know, I wish they took the national championship into consideration when they were making the schedule. No, I'm just kidding. I am I'm very excited. I'm a little nervous, but I feel pretty confident, honestly, about the Georgia Bulldogs because I feel like they can't let what happened in the SEC championship happen twice. I just feel like you can't let that happen. And to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, you know, I didn't want it to be Georgia-Cincinnati. I wanted it to be georgia alabama as- tough as Nick Saban is and as hard as this matchup has given them in the past couple years, you really do. You have to beat the best in order to, to truly say you are the best college football team this entire season. So... I am excited. We work with a couple Alabama fans so that's always fun. Honestly, with the game starting at 8, we might even be able to watch the second half of the game uh, after the Hornets hopefully beat the Bucks. So, looking forward to it, Sam. I hope I can recruit you to be a Georgia fan that night as well.
0: I think the Dogs have a good chance. I think also the schedule makers actually did do you a favor because it, for those that don't know, you're such a big Georgia fan that we happen to be playing the Atlanta Hawks the night after the SEC Championship game. So, you went to the game and that didn't go well. So they made sure, let's let's keep Ashley from catching a flight to Indianapolis and going to watch this game and then coming back to the Hornets. Let's, let's just rule that one out, not let her feel like she could be the jinx, and watch it from home.
1: You're so right. I, I, it'd be a good distraction because whichever way it's happening, it, it's going to be a little nerve-wracking. So having a Hornets game that night I think is going to be a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing for us. So hopefully we'll have two victories Monday night, a Hornets win, and also – the Georgia Bulldogs is mm-hmm. national champions. I can't, I can't it's hard for me to even say it without just getting giddy inside. So We'll see how that goes. (laughs) And
0: and for those of you that want to know what's happening in both games at the same time, uh, you can probably just watch the Hornets game and judge off Ashley's live reaction. I remember there was like a weather or some news anchor who was watching, I think, Alabama, some game, some college football game, while they were doing a newscast, and it went viral with them losing their minds at a game-winning touchdown or field goal or something.
1: Yes, I'm not going to lie. I think that um, bits and pieces of the game, or Georgia in general, will probably get into the hornets broadcast here and there so i definitely agree with you hopefully i don't have a box of tissues on the desk hopefully it's confetti or you know some sort of celebratory thing that will let us know if things are going well (laughs)
0: i'm I'm gonna guess monday you'll be in red and black not not crimson not crimson
1: Yes,
0: has already planned it. Bright Georgia red. I knew it. I knew it. Well, let's keep it in the SEC. Let's talk PJ Washington here, the Kentucky alum. He was actually our one on one interview yesterday here on the Hornets Hivecast. Uh, great catching up with PJ and talking to him about fatherhood in the NBA, about his new role this season and his expectations, why it's a little different this time around with the Hornets uh, trying to obtain a playoff spot. But he came back in a big way the other day against Detroit. He was. Is a plus 26 in his 24 minutes on the floor, 14 points on four of six shooting from the field, two for four beyond the arc. He had eight rebounds, which tied for the team high in the game. He also had four assists, which was the best of anyone coming off the bench. A really solid player who's had a really solid season. I think it's flown under the radar a little bit because his his scoring, quite frankly, isn't as big as it was a season ago, but his minutes and his shot attempts aren't as quite as frequent as they were a season ago. So I think this is P.J. Washington making the most of his opportunities and his percentages have really gone through the roof and as good a time as you could ask for for him to return when you know that Milwaukee is up next on the docket.
1: I think just from hearing what he had to say at shoot around before the game the other night against Detroit, he was so eager. He didn't really feel any symptoms. So he was feeling really good and and ready to play. And he was so bored. He cleaned his house more times than he possibly could imagine. And he said he, he watched a lot of Hornets basketball, got to see it from a different perspective. And I loved what he said, just being able to watch it, you know, Before COVID was a thing, I feel like that really was never the case, guys, being able to sit down and really watch their team from a different perspective, from, you know, on their couch or whatever it may be. And PJ said just the defensive effort is something that he knew he could come in and really help change the game for. So the eight rebounds he got and just being able to get through the free throw line, being aggressive, the energy off the bench. And like you said, you know, his his points may be down from previous seasons, but he has a completely new role he's coming off the bench he's played a lot of the five but he can play the four he can play the three a little bit too but that four or five spot is really where um is a sweet spot, I guess you could say. And he's kind of had to adapt to a new role, especially with being a guy that comes off the bench and being the guy that brings that energy, especially defensively. I know coach was praising him after that win against Detroit. And just that's what he saw the most is is just the energy defensively that P.J. was able to bring because we know that's kind of been a little bit of a struggle for the Hornets a couple games prior to the win against Detroit, just being able to stay competitive for all 48 minutes. And I think P.J. getting to the free throw line and being able to make an impact like he did probably help motivate it too so I think he was super eager to play and we saw that just from how he immediately made an impact in the game and definitely like you said happy to have him back as as we're about to face Giannis and the Bucks. so I know he'll help defensively on a guy like Giannis
0: We'll preview tonight's game against Milwaukee momentarily, but but thinking back to the first time these two teams matched up in Milwaukee, P.J. Washington was the starting center for that one. That was at a time when Mason Plumlee was uh, unavailable due to injury, and it had an impact. I, I thought P.J for the most part, held his own against Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he, he, yes, Giannis went for 40, but he could have been a lot more of an issue than he already was without P.J. Washington out there. I think this one should be different. One, DeMarcus Cousins is not with the Bucks anymore. Two, the Hornets are healthier now. Mason Plumlee, knock on wood, unless something changes between the time we're taping this and tip off, uh, Mason Plumlee should be able to start. P.J. Washington should be able to come off the bench and both help handle Giannis Antetokounmpo as well as take advantage of, hopefully, an advantageous matchup for him against the second unit for Milwaukee.
1: Yes, and let's be honest, going into Pfizer Forum and facing the reigning NBA champs, that game could have been blown out of the water from the start. Obviously, having the right mindset against those guys, but with the short-handed Hornets roster and the way they are able to play, and if anyone didn't see that game or needs a refresher, it really came down to the last couple seconds. I think the Bucks finished on like a 7-3 run, and it was basket, which is two seconds left. That led to the Hornets' loss. It was 127-125 was that final score. So it really could have gone a completely different way and the Hornets just held their own and yes I agree with you PJ had such a big part of that he may not always be the biggest center on the court but he plays big and I think that helps tremendously so hopefully having Mason starting and PJ coming off the bench is just an extra help and a, a guy tag team Giannis if you will or tag team that center position will result in a different outcome it should be a fun one I feel like they match up pretty well uh, at least they did last time but now with a healthy squad it's going to be even better for the Hornets.
0: Well, we're going to preview it for you next, coming up here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a
2: kid.
1: Centa offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at CEENTA.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear Nose and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
3: You gotta load up to Giannis. I think that's the biggest key right there. You can't allow him just to become a, a one-man fast break. And we've done that. We've had he's had our full attention. So Getting back in transition is an area of focus for us right now. Just getting back, getting bodies in front of bodies. And they're going to test us tomorrow night. You know, Giannis is a one-man fast break. So getting back, getting matched up is extremely important. That's where our defense starts. And they're going to obviously challenge that tomorrow night. So, And then protection of the paint. You know, again, Giannis, someone that can get downhill, get to the paint. He's going to want to post us. He's going to want to drive us. Offensive rebounding. So... Protection of the paint's always key against them. And again, to simplify our defense, that's it. Get back in transition, play with great urgency, protect the paint, rebound the basketball. Not, you know, It's not much more complicated than that. It just takes great effort, great, great awareness and consistency to do it possession to possession.
0: Hornets head coach James Borrego talking yesterday about the matchup with Milwaukee and how you try and handle Giannis Antetokounmpo. Quite frankly, the the Hornets have had more luck than most against Milwaukee the last couple of years. Won the season series last season head-to-head with what ended up being the world champs. And this season, a a very close call, 127-125 to was the final score in favor of Milwaukee with Giannis winning it with an essential buzzer beater. For tonight's game, uh, we talked Last segment, Ashley Shamedy by the way, here with us for Bally Sports Southeast. You'll see her tonight. pre starting at 6.30. But the Hornets last time around against Milwaukee, they were the ones dealing with injuries. No Mason Plumlee. They, they had some, some pieces missing for that one. This time around, it's Milwaukee that's at a disadvantage. A, the Hornets had the last two days off. Milwaukee had to play last night against the Brooklyn Nets. No easy matchup on the road as well, so double travel for them on that. And they've got several players who were out last night for health and safety protocols. Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, two really good shooters. George Hill, a veteran, also a pretty good shooter. Drew Holiday, an excellent, excellent defensive guard and a real pain in the neck for anyone who's got to try and work against him. And they've got a couple other guys who have still been out. Dante DiVincenzo and Brooke Lopez. So this is a much different Milwaukee Team from the one that the Hornets had to face up at five Serve Forum. Hopefully, that means advantages here for Charlotte. Let's get into our game preview, Ashley. We need players to watch from either side and a stat to watch for this one. You're the guest. Where would you like to start?
1: Well, I think it's always obvious the elephant in the room talking about Giannis, but I also want to talk about Chris Middleton as well. I always feel like He is just solid and consistent and in my eyes always a guy to watch. I think that duo is always, I don't know if I can pick both players, but that duo is always pretty dangerous. Kind of like a dynamic duo. So, those would be my my key
0: guys to watch. I, I like the picks. Normally, I would say I'll, I'll take one of the other ones, but I'm going to let you have them both because I want to look at Bobby Portis for this one. Uh, you know, I I think that the Bucks bench is really going to be shorthanded for this one. They're on night two of a back to back. They're going to be tired. They're out all these guys for health and safety protocols. So the front lines, what you got to worry about and at least keep pace with. And Bobby Portis is capable of putting up some big numbers. Now he didn't have a particularly strong game the first time. Uh, Charlotte matched up with Milwaukee, um, but he had a pretty good start to last night's game against Brooklyn, uh, both on the glass as well as in the scorebook, and a part of it has to be when you're making an effort to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo, that means the help defender is probably coming off someone else, and it's probably somewhere around Bobby Portis. He's, he's a crafty veteran. He fits in well with this roster. He knows how to play with Giannis and with Chris Middleton, and he knows how to score even if he's not a focal point of the offense. He's still able to, to be a pest and get in there. So he was big in the first half last night against Brooklyn. Uh, Charlotte, while the chief concern is certainly Giannis Antetokounmpo and secondary probably Chris Middleton and third's probably Giannis again uh if you're helping off it can't necessarily be off Bobby Portis because he can burn you
1: for sure I know he had about 20 points in that first half against the Nets so it really like we've seen before it doesn't matter who is not in for the roster you still have to obviously come in with that same mentality that you're playing the reigning NBA champs so I completely agree with you they're going to be a tough matchup and hopefully the, the Hornets can come out on top
0: how about a player to watch for the Hornets for this one
1: I would like to see PJ be aggressive again just in his second game back. I know LaMelo had a huge game against the Bucks. the last time they played. I think he had 36 points that night. So I think I'm going to say LaMelo for the player to watch because I feel like he likes playing against Milwaukee. And if we can't always get inside like we want, hopefully he can have a big game from the outside. So, and I mean... Man, there's so many we could choose. Kelly Oubre coming off a huge game, too. And then Terry Rozier, I think, is going to light it up some. But I'm going to go with more of the backcourt situation. So, Lamelo and and maybe Terry throw in there,
0: too. You kind of touched on one that I want to go with. I'm going with Kelly Oubre in this one. One... Kelly rarely has a a hot game, like a peak, and then immediately into a valley. He he tends to be pretty consistent. If he's hot, he stays hot for a little bit of time. So I'm looking for Kelly to stay hot here. He had that run late November going into December where he was hitting – four, five, six threes per game pretty consistently, even after the game at Memphis where he had his season-high 37. You know, he didn't have a huge scoring total against New York, but he did knock down four threes, so I'm expecting him to remain hot after uh, what he did in the fourth quarter to Detroit the other day, and also, the Hornets need him to. As I mentioned, Milwaukee, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe some guys will come out of protocols, but let's assume their bench is what it was last night. That's pretty thin, so this is an opportunity for Kelly Oubre to take advantage of some matchups. He'll certainly be mixed in with that first group again. But if he can go off and lead that second unit to like a plus 10, plus 15, it gives the starters some wiggle room trying to handle Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and the like, who are also going to be tired on night two of a back-to-back.
1: I think if it could be a battle of the benches, Sam, I think you're totally right. And if Hornets bench can out-duel the Bucks bench, I think we are in for a victory. So I love that. And I, I hope I hope he continues on with what he did in the fourth quarter, what Kelly Oubre Jr. did in that fourth quarter against Detroit. I hope he just picks up right where he left off because that was so much fun to watch, three after three, so hopefully he stays hot, just like you're saying.
0: Last one, a stat to watch. Points is cheating because we're always watching for points, so other than points scored, what's a statistic to watch that you think will be the number inside the number to determine who wins this game?
1: I'm going to go with bench points. I'm going to go with, yeah, what we were just talking about. Because like you said, with a shorthanded Bucks team and a thin roster and a bench that Maybe you know we haven't seen play all the time just because they have a lot of guys out. I would hope that our healthy bench can outwork them and outscore them. And so I'm going to say bench play is going to be really big for this game.
0: No argument here. Last time around, the Hornets outscored Milwaukee in bench points, but only by one. It was 30 to 29, so it was a pretty close one there. This one's tough for me. I mean, I with Milwaukee so shorthanded, it's honestly a little difficult to figure out you know where to look for this one. I'm going to say it is limiting second chance opportunities here for Milwaukee. Uh, Charlotte didn't do a particularly good job in terms of turnovers last game and you can't just give the ball away to Milwaukee either because uh, especially if they get it to Giannis that's that's an easy two points every time. Um, but I think it's the free opportunities. I think the Hornets have to be confident with their shooting at this stage, how they feel right now after that Detroit game and just how they've played overall, that if they're in a shooting competition with this Milwaukee Bucks team as shorthanded as it is, that they should have the advantage so uh, denying them those easy putbacks those second chance opportunities those additional field goal attempts which they had seven of last time around Milwaukee took seven more field goal attempts than the Hornets did so even though Charlotte shot a better percentage doesn't matter if the other side gets more looks uh, so li- limit those and I think that will be the key to victory so work in the glass the offensive glass for Milwaukee defensive glass for the Hornets I think that is the number within the number to watch There it is, your game preview for tonight's matchup, Hornets against the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, you can watch the game on Valley Sports Southeast. Ashley Shomity will have the pregame show for you starting at 6.30 tonight
1: yep 630 Valley Sports Southeast we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, all-star and voting and Buzz City Burgers last game Wes Bryant my co-host on the show ate a Buzz City Burger on live tv so we're going to do a little bit more uh <laughs> with some of the burgers and just the campaign in general because it's so much fun so tune in for that 630 is the start you're right Sam
0: I'm very jealous of us no one came to take my order to see if I wanted a Buzz City Burger goodness I appreciate it and of course, uh, you're stuck in the car on your way home to watch the game, you can always listen on the Hornets radio network. Tomorrow we will be breaking down tonight's game and uh, starting to get you ready for round two. It's one of a two-game series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Hornets-Milwaukee tonight. If you want tickets, we'd love to have you there at the Hive. Help pack the place. Go to Hornets.com for all your ticket information. And, of course, continue to vote for those Hornets All-Stars on Twitter or the NBA mobile app or NBA.com. Ashley Shammity, good luck to your dogs, and thanks as always for joining us here on the hornets hivecast
1: thank you so much hopefully next time i talk to you uh we can talk about the national championship georgia bulldog team so <laughs> hopefully that's the case but thank you so much for having me always a pleasure sam
0: it is our pleasure and privilege to have you as well as all of you tuned in as well till next time for ashley shamedy our producer rob longo i'm sam farber we'll talk to you tomorrow for another edition of the hornets hivecast